0: This podcast was recorded Thursday, January 5th at 1034 a.m. Things may have changed by the time you hear it. Yeah, like the U.S. House will have a new speaker. It has to be Jim Jordan, just for theater, right? Oh, that'd be great. It ain't going to happen, though. It'd be interesting, at least. (laughs) Let's talk politics. This is Stolly Goster, WOSU Public Media's weekly look at Ohio politics and all those Stolly Gosters or shrewd politicians who complain about congressional gridlock and then cause congressional gridlock. I'm Steve Brown. And I'm Mike Thompson.
1: Well, you thought all the drama about choosing a speaker of the House of Representatives was happening in Washington. Well, there was some drama here in Columbus as well.
0: There certainly was. We thought it was all set last month. All of the Republican members of the House gathered in private, and they all said that they supported State Representative Derek Marin of suburban Toledo to be the next speaker. But then this happened.
1: The vote is 54 votes for Jason Stevens, 43 votes for Derek Marin, having received a statutory majority of all votes cast, jason stevens is hereby uh, declared duly elected speaker of the ohio house of representatives for the 135th general assembly most but the insiders of insiders had the same reaction jason who jason stevens the state rep from Kitts hill ohio it's a tiny township in southeast ohio right along the ohio river he is the new Speaker of the Ohio House.
0: Most Republicans stuck with Marin, known to be a very conservative lawmaker. But some moderate Republicans and all of the Democrats teamed up to deny Marin the Speaker's gavel in favor of Stevens.
1: Republican State Rep. Brett Hillier of Eastern Ohio put Stevens' name forward. This nomination for Speaker is different than in years past. It is based on tempered restraint and reflection on how best to unite a deeply divided House. The people's work is best done when buy-in and debate from all viewpoints and constituencies across our diverse state. We need a speaker that is willing to listen to everyone, even those who have a different perspective, viewpoint, or predicament.
0: But Hillier and his fellow 22 Republicans who supported Stevens needed help. They got it from all 32 Democrats in the House. Minority Leader Allison Russo said Democrats can work with Stevens, in particular when it comes to education.
1: There certainly was a lot of discussion about education funding and the importance of making sure that the fair school funding plan that we put in place uh, last General Assembly is allowed to take effect um, and uh, be funded and uh, let it work and so I think that there was some alignment certainly in that area of education and the importance of support for
0: our public schools.
1: After taking the oath and after accepting the gavel the new speaker promised an inclusive way of doing business. I pledge
2: to respect
1: and to work with each and every one of you to address the many concerns of our state and in particular the concerns of your district to recognize both challenges and opportunities to develop real solutions
0: and to improve the lives of the people of Ohio. Joining us now to discuss this speaker surprise is the woman who recorded a lot of that audio, Ohio Public Radio State House reporter, Joe Engels. Joe, welcome back to Snollygoster. Thanks for having me. So uh, just a couple weeks ago, this seemed like a done deal from what we understand, from what we heard on the House floor Tuesday, Republicans were united behind Derek Marin, all of them. What exactly happened between then and the vote on Tuesday?
2: Well, we haven't gotten to the bottom of that question yet, but it does seem like some of the Republicans um, were, I don't know, a little disenchanted maybe with uh, Marin after that November vote. Uh, Jay Edwards of uh, Nelsonville. Uh, he's you know, right there. At Stevens is in the neighboring county. Uh, you know, he spoke with me afterwards and he said he didn't feel like Marin was reaching out or listening after that November vote. And I think there was something going on there, maybe. Um, and also, you got to remember Derek Marin is from Toledo area. so he's he's close to a big urban core. And some of the Republicans who were uh, voting for Stevens were rural Republicans. And I, I have to wonder if there might have been something there. As far as the Democrats, though, um, the Democrats, Alison Russo, who's their leader, said um, there were no grand promises made. But she said that um, they did feel like uh, Stevens would be more inclined to keep the uh, fair funding plan that was passed during the last general assembly to keep that in place and give it a chance she also indicated that unions um, of which you know the Democrats represent a lot of unions uh, that the unions uh, wanted uh, maybe some support in making sure that the school funding um, proposal was given given a chance so, it's unclear right now exactly what went into it, but those are the things that we know right now.
1: Joe, a lot of the very conservative groups, you know, lobbying groups in the state supported Derek Merrin. Ohio Values Voters, Center for Christian Values. They sent out emails saying, at the, at the, right before the vote, saying, look, call your lawmaker and have them support Derek Merrin." Was that part of the equation, that the, he was just too far to the right for some Republicans in the, in the legislature?
2: Well, it could have been. I mean, he was uh, supported by the Center for Christian Virtue and and its president uh, after the vote, Aaron Baer, said that, you know, uh, he, he was kind of shocked by the upset, but he said that uh, he didn't know what kind of promises were made uh, and he, ho- he was hoping that maybe uh, the uh, leadership with Stevens would stay on track uh, to some of the things that the uh, Center for Christian Virtue feels is important. You got to remember, one of the big things that that Center for Christian Virtue is really backing right now is something called a backpack bill, which is an expansion of vouchers and would allow every student in the state basically to uh, get a voucher to go to a private school instead of going to public schools. And of course, you know, the Democrats, uh, the school unions, they're against that. Um, and in some of these smaller areas, uh, there aren't private schools to go to. Uh, you know, in some there are, um, there are always the online schools in every place. but. Um, you know, that, that's something that plays differently though among different people. And uh, so you've got to wonder if that was an issue. Also, there's a lot of culture wars issues that uh, come into play here uh, because the Center for Christian Virtue has backed um, a lot of the contentious abortion bills and the contentious bills that LGBTQ Ohioans have objected to.
0: Uh, Jason Stevens, who is the new Speaker of the House, not a centrist himself, he is a pretty far right Republican. not as Not as far as as Derek Maron, but he he very much opposes uh, abortion rights. He supports bans on transgender girls participating in school sports. Um, he he has supported photo ID for voters. So he's still at least dipping his toe in the culture wars. Um, what is there anything else we should expect from from Jason Stevens and how his his leadership might differ? differ from that of Derek Maron.
2: Well, the thing that you've got to remember is uh, Jason Stevens as a lawmaker is in a different position than Jason Stevens as the House Speaker. As House Speaker, he'll have a lot of power to uh, try to figure out, you know, he could determine whether votes are taken on the floor. Oh, yeah, a lot of
1: power things. these guys have. Yeah.
2: yeah. He and the and Senate so, President. Right. So he might have things thrown in front of him as a lawmaker that he has to vote on and feels like he has to vote a certain way. But, you know, as speaker, he may say, you know what, that's not an issue that we need to be dealing with. I'm not going to bring it up for a vote.
1: Or he could shape how the issue is brought up for a vote, particularly like on the abortion issue. He could say, "Okay, I'll support a complete ban, but there has to be an exception, say, for rape or incest, which... Is, yeah. is a bone of contention for a lot of folks. I, I couldn't help but notice that he, he got, Stevens got into the legislature. He was appointed to replace Ryan Smith. He's the one-time short-lived speaker who lost to Larry Householder because Householder was able to get the votes of Democrats to become speaker. So actually, Jason Stevens can thank Democrats twice, once for ousting Ryan Smith and now for making him speaker.
2: Yeah, but the thing to remember, back when Householder ran and got uh, Democrats, he didn't get all of the Democrats. They were not united as a group. Uh, There were some Democrats who actually went for Ryan Smith in that vote. This time around, it was all of the Democrats standing unified. And, you know, Alison Russo, the leader of the House Democrats, told me that, you know, they have found that uh, they are the strongest um, actual group in the House uh when they're together because there's so much division on the republican side so the democrats are actually seeing um coalescing staying together as a way to actually have a vote uh, a voice in some of the things that might be coming up in the next couple of years so
0: so they do think that democrats while they're not a majority obviously and they can't really pass far left legislation that they they could have more of a say going forward
2: they could if they stick together, and that's what she said. You know, she said that you know when they stick together, they have power there in this legislature. And this was one, you know, he could not. Jason Stevens could not have won without the Democrats. It would have been impossible. Looking so looking
1: decided. at the you're looking at the possible deals that you know they say there was no deals, but we have a couple of issues coming up in the next six months or so where. You know, Democrats are worried. One is redistricting. The, the House Speaker or his appointee sits on the redistricting commission and will draw the new legislative maps. The wisdom is, the conventional wisdom is, that they're going to basically be the same as they are now because of the change in the Ohio Supreme Court and a clearer conservative majority. Any talk that, that uh, Mr. Stevens, Speaker Stevens, is going to be a little bit more uh, inclined to draw fairer maps, so to speak, uh, than, uh, than the previous Speaker?
2: Yeah, that remains to be seen uh, how much those maps will uh, vary. But uh, one the, the big thing was the education piece. That was the thing that she specifically said, that there was some talking about that and actually making sure that that stuck. But yep, th- she yep. didn't promise much in redistricting.
1: The sponsor of the 60 percent amendment threshold bill, Brian Stewart, the state rep, tweeted that stopping that effort was part of the deal. What did uh, Russo say about that?
2: Well, she didn't talk about that, but that has been something that the Democrats have been concerned about. But not only Democrats, I mean, some Republicans had concerns about that. And that's why it was stopped in the lame duck legislature. Uh, There were people who who really questioned, you know, that could work both ways right now. That 60 percent threshold might um, be a problem for maybe the left leaning groups that would want to bring an amendment. But. If if there was a change in political winds in the future in Ohio and the Democrats took control, that could turn the other way. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there were uh, some Republicans who had questions about that and uh, wanted to slow it down. It it could be that uh, they, you know, come up with uh, a different plan uh, in this General Assembly. Or here's the other thing. We're getting ready to go into a budget. And that's always a big time um, and a lot of hands on deck, a very heavy lift. And there's going to be a lot of attention paid to that. The whole thing about the, the all the other things could be laid aside and the attention given to the budget right now. And um, once you take the sting out of not being able to uh, maybe pass something fast enough to get it in place to prevent you know, whatever it was that you were trying to prevent, Um, Once you get past that mark, then does it really have the power to propel and be something that they consider? And I don't know. I mean, that's a good question.
0: It is interesting to hear all this work together talk coming out of the Ohio State House, which is um, not a very bipartisan place. Uh, How long does this kumbaya sort of we're all friends talk last? Is it just until the budget happens or is it until is it until even the, the most modest bills start getting Proposed. I can't imagine that Republicans and Democrats will be will be getting along even in just a couple weeks or so.
2: Yeah, I mean, we always hear this. Quite frankly, every time there's a new General Assembly seated, we hear the kumbaya that we're going to get along. It's a new
1: legislature resolution, just like a new year's resolution.
2: (laughs) And then then, you know something comes up, and you know there's splits. But I do think that um, you know Representative Stevens, Speaker Stevens, I should say. Uh, does owe his election to the Democrats. So, uh, you know, I think that that's going to stick in the back of his mind. Um, And and maybe it might, while it might not stop legislation, it might play into the way he thinks about it, who knows.
1: Joe, Democrats have done this before, as we mentioned. They Mm -hmm. voted to help Larry Householder become Speaker over the objection of some Republicans, many Republicans. He goes on trial in a couple of weeks in the largest bribery scandal in the state's history, according to prosecutors. What makes Democrats think that this is going to work out? Not that, you know, there's any impropriety alleged by Speaker Stevens, but they backed a uh, Republican before, didn't work out.
2: Yeah, but you know what did work out for them is uh remember senate bill five uh that's been a few years back but i think it was 2011 but it was an anti-union proposal that was uh put into law and repealed uh, eventually by voters uh there were anti-union kind of things that were floating around before a uh, householder took hit the speakership and uh they curiously didn't really get any traction while he was there so, um, you know, I think that, you know, that's gotta be considered. Uh, as far as going ahead with with Stevens, what may be curtailed or what might happen, it's really hard to know that, but um, it was clear that Householder did serve uh, at, at least a couple of purposes for Democrats when he was in office. Um, of course, the thing is that because so many voted to put him in office, then, when it comes time for reelection campaigns or election campaigns, they couldn't go out and really make him the centerpiece of the problem when they helped put him there. So it kind of uh, tempered the way that that the elections were held, and Democrats have not been able to uh, really capitalize or uh, get any traction at all from uh, the HB six. Dilemma.
1: Yeah, so far, anyway. We'll see what this, what this trial so produces. Yeah, I mean, I, I recall the, there were no deals. Quote, there were no deals when uh, Householder was named speaker, right? Sure.
0: Never deals made. Never. It was just, we, we promised <laughs> to no work deals. together. No deals. I'm just glad Larry Householder is coming back into my life here in a couple weeks. I miss that goofball. <laughs> yeah. That guy's great in entertainment. Yeah, it's,
1: th- th- <laughs> we'll see what happens in that trial.
0: State House correspondent Joe Ingles, uh great job covering the election of Jason Stevens this week to be the next speaker of the Ohio House. He won in what well, many people called an upset victory over the uh, the expected pick, Derek Maron. Joe Ingles, thanks again for joining Snollygoster.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: We'll be right back. You're listening to a WOSU Public Media podcast. Everything you hear is funded by listeners like you. Become a member of WOSU Public Media today and support digital content like Snollygoster and the All Sides with Ann Fisher podcast. Make a gift at WOSU.org. Welcome back to Snally Goster from WOSU Public Media. Time now for our Snollygoster of the Week segment, where we honor the shrewdest politician or political move of the week. we got to give it to new House Speaker Jason Stevens.
1: He came out of nowhere, pulled a Larry Householder, and beat out the chosen Republican to lead the Ohio House. If that's not shrewd, we don't know what is. This is some
0: backroom maneuvering. This is, this yeah, I, is great I, stuff.
1: I, Alison Russo says education was the reason why Democrats voted for Stevens. The, the support
0: th- of the what she calls the fair school funding bill. I think it
1: was probably a little bit more than that. That's like saying Jason Stevens supports Apple Pie, so we voted for him and Mom as well. I bet you there's a deal on redistricting or a deal on the 60% threshold, which a lot of, like Jill mentioned, a lot of Republicans didn't like either. So
0: whatever happens, we'll watch, and uh, I, I hope there's actually some... the,
1: the news will be whatever doesn't happen.
0: That's where it, whatever doesn't come forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. No, I, this, this is why we watch. This is this is what makes politics interesting. Then we'll do it for this week's edition of Snollygoster. If you have a suggestion for next week's Snollygoster of the week, you can email it to us at snollygoster at WOSU.org. As always, be sure to leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. And just tell your friends about us. Until next week, for our student producer, Katie Genius, our audio producer, Eric French, and our web producer, Michael Devonis, I'm Steve Brown.
1: And I'm Mike Thompson for Snally Goster from WOSU Public Media.